Because no two investors are the same, one size doesn't fit all. There's more to it. At S&P Dow Jones Indices, we offer index strategies for all types of investments. Comprehensive ESG solutions, core retirement strategies, multi-asset diversification, and new ways of thinking about risk management and income. They're all in one place. Express your investment views and give yourself the freedom to go anywhere with S&P Dow Jones Indices. Search Indexology on the web or hashtag Indexology on Twitter and LinkedIn. My mission is simple, to make you money. I'm here to level the playing field for all investors. There's always a bull market somewhere, and I promise to help you find it. Mad Money starts now. I'm Kramer. Welcome to Mad Money. Welcome to Kramer America. Other people want to make friends. I'm just trying to make you some money. My job is not just to entertain, but to educate, teach you, put it in context. So call me at 1-800-743-CNBC or tweet me at Jim Kramer. Today was a textbook example of why you should always buy stocks when the market gets clobbered, when it gets oversold. Dow jumping 512 points. S&P surging 2.14%. NASDAQ pole voting 2.65%. Best day in five months. It's why I told you last night that the moment of greatest exaggerated selling, the epicenter of the house of pain, is the moment you need to. You know, I always say nobody ever made a dime panicking. And for the past two days, we have seen endless panic, and that colossal deluge of fear must always be run to, not oh my run my from. My. Sell, sell, sell. So what happened to spur today's phenomenal rebound with all three major averages giving you their best daily performance since January? Well, it's simple. People got too negative. There were three specific catalysts, but they couldn't have produced such an amazing move if investors hadn't already capitulated and so many people left the table. Let's take the good news piece by piece. First, there's the biggest driver of today's rally. Fed Chief Jay Powell told us that he's monitoring the trade wars closely. And and, and if he sees any economic fallout, he's willing to take action, quote, to sustain the expansion, end quote. Yet if things get bad enough, Powell's implying he'll give us a rate cut. Suddenly, everyone who is shorting stocks has a major reason to cover. Second catalyst, a Chinese minister indicated the Chinese could take a softer line in whatever upcoming trade talks there might be. That's a thin read. But if you're operating under the assumption that China would never budge and a deal might be impossible, it's definitely an improvement. I'm still skeptical. Although if we do make genuine progress on trade, well, I got to tell you, the averages are going to explode higher and stocks like Apple could catapult through all sorts of currently unthinkable levels. And the short sellers, well, let's just say... Third and finally, the Mexican foreign minister assured the media that they're working with the White House to prevent the president's new tariffs from going into effect in six days. He said that there's an 80 percent chance that they can work out some kind of deal. That is incredibly reassuring, especially given the fact that Mexican tariff threat really is what crushed this market to begin with. We know Trump wants Mexico to do more to prevent illegal immigration to the United States. In other words, he wants them to pay for the wall or the wall equivalent. Wall Street hates that the president is using tariffs to strong-arm our allies into doing his bidding. And they are allies, by the way, and I understand why. But you know what? The Mexican economy is on fire right now, mostly thanks to the auto industry. 13 automakers produce about 4.5 million cars in Mexico. That's probably going to go to 5 million next year, most of which come to America. So that 5% tariff gradually rising to 25% over time is a very big deal. That means the Mexican government has a major incentive to give Trump what he wants. 
And anything that forestalls these tariffs is excellent news for the stock market. Put it all together, and you've got the ingredients for a fabulous run like the 500-point down move we had today. Of course, that's not any reason to get complacent. This morning, the president talked about how he wants every nation in NATO to start paying its fair share meaning he wants them to spend 2% of GDP on defense. In theory, that's what NATO members are supposed to pay. In practice, they rarely do. Germany spends 1.2% of its GDP on defense. Now, Trump said this many times before, but this time feels different, doesn't it? I think he's just itching for the chance to slap some tariffs on German cars. The thinking here is simple. If the tariffs can get him what he wants in Mexico, why not try with Germany? But the stock market really doesn't want yet another front in the trade war. So you got to trade carefully just in case he thinks, well, hold it. Mark was up 500. Maybe that's what did it. It's not just the White House, frankly. We don't know if we can really trust these guys. Jay Powell. Hey, he can monitor the situation all he wants. But we have no idea how bad things need to get before he thinks it's appropriate to start cutting rates. Remember, this guy just tightened in December. Wrongly. His comments today were a reminder that good things can still happen. But bullish comments about a possible rate cut, they, are, should, they should never be confused with a rate cut itself. Uh, my other big fear, this market has a ridiculously short memory. Just yesterday, uh, Washington declared war on Facebook, Alphabet, and Apple. Suddenly, the government's gotten religion on antitrust, at least in the tech sector. And that's not great for these colossal companies, of which I think uh, a couple have really made a lot of money for people. Yet today, the whole group rebounded, it, and it could continue tomorrow. Why? Because Salesforce, CRM, reported a fantastic set of numbers tonight. The Cloud Kings have been crushed of late. People say, what's happened to your Cloud Kings, Jim? They ain't my Cloud Kings, but Salesforce is owned by the Chapel Trust. This Salesforce report, as you will hear later in the show, when we interview co-CEO Mark Benioff, is a reminder of why it is so hard to give up on tech, even though so many people on TV, in print, on the web, always say, got to get out of it. As for Apple, justice is coming after them on antitrust grounds because if you want to download software on your iPhone, you do it through the App Store, where Apple can take as much as a 30% cut. Now, I'll more on this later. For now, let's just say that if the trade talks with the Chinese don't restart, I, th- I think you can expect Apple to get hit, maybe with a 10% tariff on its goods that are made in China. The antitrust investigation tells you that the White House considers Apple fair game. Doesn't matter that a tariff on iPhones will simply send more business to their foreign competitors like Samsung. Big win for that Korean company. Doesn't matter that 2 million people in this country benefit from Apple employee. The White House seems to believe that Apple should bring jobs back from China, even as those jobs were never here to begin with. Pretty silly if you ask me. Uh, But believe me, they ain't asking. Of course, even with all these worries, there were some tremendous positives today. The banks rallied in part because they benefit from a robust economy. So Powell's rate cut talk gave them a boost. We got analysts initiating coverage on Uber with multiple buy recommendations. The stock's now only a few points away from where it came public. Won't that be something if it crosses that line, 45? The bull thesis, Uber's not just a ride-sharing company. It's not just a cab company. It's an ecosystem that's expanded delivery and logistics. So can this market go any higher? Of course it can. The president loves it when the Dow Jones Industrial Average shoots up, although sometimes it's hard to tell, even as he seems less willing, of course, to help the Nasdaq because of Alphabet, Amazon, Apple, and Facebook. Today's run was led by the Nasdaq, but also by the industrials as interest rates recovered. Isn't that funny? We have to talk about why it was good that rates go up. Signaling that the economy might be in better shape than we thought. The drug stocks weren't in anybody's crosshairs today, so they moved. Finally, the semiconductor stocks had a pronounced move higher, maybe too pronounced given that the group is slowing. But if you think the semis are approaching a bottom and you think that there's going to be trade talks with China that could be successful, it makes sense. Bottom line. This weekend, the proprietary oscillator that I follow hit negative five, signaling that the market had gotten oversold enough to buy. And that's why I came in here yesterday and said we're good to go. Sure enough, the oscillator worked again. That's the real reason why we could explode higher today. 
uh, on some chatter from foreign officials and the Federal Reserve that the market was just a coiled spring. So remember, good things can still happen, but don't get overconfident because bad things can happen too. Doug in Nevada. Doug! Hey, Jim, thanks for taking my call. Of course. Uh, my, my stock is LVS with that very attractive dividend. Jim, is there anything holding these big gamers back except maybe the situation in China? Well, you know, the the numbers, I just got the numbers out of Nevada last week. They weren't so hot, Um, but I agree with you. I think LBS, dividend good. China, a little bit, you know, we get a little bit of a break in China. The stock goes much higher. Why don't you own that stock? I like that call. Let's go to Mike in Georgia. Mike. Reverend Jim Bob. Uh, Booyah. Like the old Mike uh, Mark Haynes used to call me. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, shout out to you and your terrific staff. What a staff. I got a problem here with Cypress Semis being taken over by Infineon. Yeah. Do I buy, sell, or hold? No, we're done. We're done. We're ka-chinging, ka-chinging there. It was a great call. The CEO came on and basically told you, we're not doing anything wrong like the other guys. We're making a ton of money. And what a great call by him. I sure hope people bought. All right, reasons to rally. Sure, there are positives. Uh, They can't be ignored. I don't want you to get complacent, though, because uh, we're tweeted away from undoing some of this stuff. All right, everybody, tonight is the force still with Salesforce after earnings. I'm sitting down with the co-CEO of Fresh Waffle Support. Then, if Trump's proposed tariff on Mexican products goes through, what impact could it have on Chipotle? I'm talking with the company's head honcho. And I'm sitting down with the CEO of Emergent Biosolutions to discuss the opioid drug crisis and the fight over drugs that are used for, I don't know, all sorts of uh, illnesses. Stay with Kramer. Don't miss a second of Mad Money. Follow at Jim Kramer on Twitter. Have a question? Tweet Kramer. Hashtag Mad Tweets. Send Jim an email to madmoney at cnbc.com or give us a call at 1-800-743-CNBC. Miss something? Head to madmoney.cnbc.com. CNBC's Workforce Executive Council is a premier group of C-suite human resources executives from leading companies across the country. It offers a members-only portal and chat, plus exclusive industry content, with access to breaking news calls and digital networking experiences. The network and resources HR leaders need now. Apply to the Workforce Executive Council at cnbccouncils.com WEC. What do we make of the Cloud Kings after today's magnificent rebound? This group has been in a funk with Salesforce down 17 bucks from its recent highs, but tonight Salesforce reported a super strong quarter. Excluding the impact of some mark-to-market accounting, the company earned 66 cents per share. Wall Street was only looking for 61, and revenue came in higher than expected at 24% year-over-year. Even better, management raised their full-year forecast for both the top and bottom line. In short, it was a pretty darn clean beat. And a raise. So could the stock have more run. Let's take a closer look with Mark Benioff. He is the visionary co-founder, chairman, and co-CEO of Salesforce. Get a better sense of the quarter and what lies ahead. Mr. Benioff, welcome back to Mad Money. Well, great to see you, Jim. Thanks so much for having me back. And hello from San Francisco. There you go, Mark. This was a terrific uh, acceleration. Not that you necessarily needed it, but acceleration earnings. Uh, I've got to tell you, Europe up 32, Asia up 23. These are areas that we thought were more abundant. How are you doing this? Well, Jim, every customer is going through a massive digital customer 
customer transformation. And when you see this transformation happening, it's just incredible to watch. I mean, this is as big as Y2K was for the tech industry. Every company is going through it. And every one of these major transformations is exactly that. It begins and ends with the customer. But if that's the case, customer relations management, I'm looking at a chart. Salesforce is number one, uh, share 16.8%. Yes. The other guys, 5.7, 5. <laughs> 5.6, 3.5, 3.4. That, by the way, is good. That, that is good. We're number one in CRM, which is the fastest growing part of enterprise software because every company and every industry and every government is recreating themselves with their customer. So we're, this, is, this is what's driving our growth. It's pure and simple. Every government, what is the USDA doing with Salesforce? Oh, Jim, you know what? The federal government was one of the most exciting things that happened in the quarter. And it wasn't just the USDA. It was also the Department of Education, Department of Interior. Uh, it was many departments, actually. And they're going through a huge digital transformation in the U.S. federal government. And Salesforce has been able to offer many of those agencies the rapid, successful digital transformation that they need. We even had a 10,000-person event in Washington, D.C. during the quarter and uh, that, that continues to be a fantastic growth area for us. But at the same time, you're not changing your advocacy. Uh, you updated your policy recently to turn away customers and sell a wide range of firearms to private citizens online, including a small number of existing clients. You turned business down, didn't you? Well, Jim, look, look I'm a lifelong hunter. You know that. My fondest memories of my father were hunting in the orange fields here in Visalia, California, I've done that my entire life, and I've been a lifelong gun owner. Uh, so when our employees came to us and said that we had customers who wanted to start selling bump stocks on our service on our commerce cloud, which is you know also selling Adidas shoes, I said, well, that's an ethics question. And you probably know that last year we actually created a whole department called the Office of Ethical Use. Yes. So we gave that issue to them, and we said, well, is this ethical? What are we going to do? And they said, look, yes, you can sell certain weapons on our cloud, but you cannot sell bump stocks and you cannot sell other types of things that we viewed as extreme. And so we made some changes. And unfortunately, we had to make a couple of adverse decisions with some aggressive customers. All right. Well, you've got a lot of things going that people might say are not necessarily going to produce earnings per share. A million Americans for the jobs of today and tomorrow by signing the White House pledge. This is going to produce earnings per share later on, right? I mean, not up front, but it's going to work. Well, Jim, that is probably the most exciting thing that I have seen happening in the Salesforce ecosystem. Now, you probably know that we have this broad ecosystem that surrounds our company. And while we're talking about these incredible results here today, these numbers, I mean, I'm so happy with what I see. You know, the one thing that makes me even more excited is the work we're doing with people retraining them, reskilling them is kind of the technical word. We're able to get people onto this service. We call it Trailhead. And if you haven't been on trailhead.com, this is an amazing 